0: Welcome back to the podcast. So today we have Jack Nichols. Um, Jack, who are you? Why are you on the podcast for anybody that doesn't know?
1: Um, I am Jack Nichols. I come from Birmingham, England. And on Saturday, 26th of June, I ran 100 kilometers in 15 hours.
0: Savage. Um, And I know we were kind of talking before this, like with an air, I guess, about how you're not really like the fitness type. So like most people no. that do like 100 kilometers, I'd imagine would have done some training before that. So what, yeah. like what, what made you kind of, what made you go from like zero to 100, literally?
1: Um, I mean, I did like, I've done a lot of challenge stuff over the last couple of years. Um, I've like done the national, national three peaks, which is um, the highest England in Scotland, England and Wales. So you do that in 24 hours, including travel um and i've done the yorkshire three peaks which is um like a local challenge around here in england um so i did that the first time i was really unfit i was a heavy smoker um drank um did that the first time in like 9 hours it's a 12 hour challenge um and then i thought you know i could improve on this time so i went back uh and did it in less time did it in like uh 8 hours and then i went back again and i ran it um, and I did it in six hours forty-five, I think, which is pretty fast for yeah. you know the terrain as well. Um, but yeah, zero to one hundred. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of a all in kind of guy. It's either yeah, all or nothing, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, cool. And it was for it was for charity as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Ronald McDonald has Charities. So I work for McDonald's. Um, Every every year when I do a challenge, I raise money for RMHC. Okay. Um, so I um, yeah, raise money for them, and we've just hit six and a half thousand pound. Yeah. Uh, including gift aid, yeah. So really good, really good fundraising, and uh, obviously I think the um, the size of the challenge, I think people realised like what I was putting myself through, and it kind of you know encouraged more people to donate because of what what I was going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's savage because I think you're aiming for like 5,000, weren't you? So you went to, yeah, yeah, so set
1: a target for... of, yeah, set a target of 5,000, um, and yeah, we smashed that. Oh, I mean, it was close to be fair, um, a couple of days before, I was just shy of, um, one of my good friends kindly donated a thousand pounds himself, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. so, um, that that helped massively, and um, yeah, I know we're uh, just shy of six grand, so yeah, massive,
0: crazy crazy Absolutely. Um, cool yeah so what made you what made you kind of decide to go for like 100 kilometers instead of like I don't know just a typical 5k run or like 10k even or a half marathon um,
1: yeah I guess like I've always been kind of interested in ultras um since I since I quit smoking like two years ago almost um like running was the one of the things I went to um couple of personal things in my life uh, that had happened so I also took to running for mental health um and it kind of just kept me straight it was kind of just that started as like you know my first ever run on Strava is like 2.5k and I've got a sweating face emoji above it and yeah. then I look back on that and think you know like how far have you come since then um yeah that's mental but yeah um so the reason I chose 100k was a round figure I just kind of picked it out of thin air if I'm being honest um i've been interested in the ultras i mean an ultra is anything uh, you know even a kilometer or a mile over the normal marathon distance um so you know it would have been easy for me to pick 30 miles 40 miles even 50 miles um but i figured you know 100 k split it into 10 and just run them one at a time and that's kind of just that was what i went for i got my eyes set on it and go big or go home kind of thing
0: that's cool um yeah, it's savage. I've actually, I've looked into the ultra marathons before and there's a few. I think there's one in Ireland. It's in the, it's in like, it's actually in Galway in Connemara. I'm pretty sure there's a 100k yeah. loop there. and yeah. There's a few of them as well, but that's just mental. The distance is just crazy. Like it's, I don't think people realize like how much work actually goes into that. So like how long, how long ago or when did you start training for, for that? Like it would have been months ago. Yeah. So, wake up and do
1: it. (laughs) No, no, no. So, I initially kind of picked picked the the challenge. I would say just before Christmas, uh, January, like early January, I kind of decided, you know, I was going to do this. Um, Last September, um, if you remember, I did two hundred kilometers over the course of the month, which now seems minuscule in the grand scheme of things. But um, yeah, so I did two hundred kilometers over a month. Um, and I did a hundred and I think it was 140 kilometers in six days in one of them weeks. Um, so I kind of knew I had that fitness level. I knew I could kind of push my legs. Um, and so, yeah, around about January time, I picked it and I started off with some longer, longer distance running. Um, I was only really running like 10 to 15 Ks. I do done know, maybe, maybe a handful of half half maras here and there. Um, and then, yeah, as my training kind of progressed, I kind of, I've been up and down with my training, if I'm being honest. I mean, I, now I've done the 100 kilometers, I would, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons from it. I know what kind of training I would need to now put in to make sure that the niggles and the, the areas where I did fault, where I can improve on, you know, like pacing and stuff like that, which is, you only learn from from doing, don't you? Um, But yeah, so January started kind of looking into the distance side of things, Um, did a lot of reading, uh, more so about, you know, ultras and, you know, my body, which was the most important thing. I knew that my legs would carry me, but it was whether I had the right preparation for it. And a lot of that was down to nutrition beforehand, nutrition, during and then post. So um, in terms of running, I guess you could say uh, preparation, I just put miles on my legs, there was no yeah. particular regime. I didn't have a calendar where I ticked off miles or ticked off days or just whenever I could. I went out, put miles on my legs and just run as hard as I could whenever I could. Um, I would say closer to the run, I kind of that training dropped. Um, not 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 because I was being lazy, but because I also didn't want to pick up injury prior to yeah. which would be would have been devastating because you know obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of dropped my training. Um, as part of that, um, I was kind of religious with using Strava. Um, I love looking at my runs and breaking down my runs and being critical of what I was doing, where I could have picked up pace, my, ele- my elevation. You know, I kind of was picking myself apart almost. But that was almost um, that was almost destroying me as well because rather than looking long distance, I was looking fast. I was looking quick. I was yeah. why is my five k slower? when really i should have been doubling my time on the 5k doubling my time on the 10k because realistically that's what i was going to do on the day um so closer to the challenge i uh stopped using strava about two three months before um because i was just i was bullying myself into Yeah, yeah, yeah i was bullying myself into numbers um which was the wrong thing to do um and then i stopped taking my phone with me on runs um I would listen to music when I ran as a distraction from the ball, bo- how boring it could be sometimes when I wasn't really fitting into yeah, yeah. it. Um, but um, I watched a lot of, uh, you know, motivational speeches by uh, David Goggins. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. heard of him.
0: Yeah, uh, his... and He talks
1: about, yeah, he talks about running with music. And I yeah. thought, you know what, he's got a point. And my phone's going to run out of battery at 50 kilometers. I ain't going to have music this whole way. So, you know, two, three months before, dropped my phone started running longer distances slower without music that was more of like a brain train and learning how to focus on you know nothing really kind of being my own head about the run and not think about the distance and the pain and the xyz
0: I'd say that was like really interesting going from like not running well running with music to running without it because I, I don't know what David Goggins says, but I think is it something about the inner bitch and the inner bitch comes in and like you can't uh, really, you can't really hear that inner voice when you're listening to music and um, but as yeah. as well as that like like when er, whenever in your day would you spend that much time in your own head free from distraction like you never would when you're running that that mm-hmm. much distance like that which just wouldn't happen so mm-hmm. I'm sure that yeah. was like really fucking
1: yeah which is why I'm glad I did it like a couple of months before and I didn't just decide the week before you should probably do a couple of kilometers without music or you should probably do a couple of kilometers without Strava like I think I think I made the right decision by um by dropping that out a couple of months before the run uh, just to get my head in the right place and you know to know what it would be like on the day
0: yeah definitely Um, cool so with with the runs in the last one, like how, how did you how did you like figure out how far you were you were kind of running or was it all just guesswork? So,
1: um, so I had a Garmin watch on, which was my friend's watch. Um, so we just worked. We had met up with my uh, friend who had kind of plotted a route for me. He loves logistics and he's that kind of guy. So he was really into it, and he was he was like, oh, "I'll sort it out." So he plotted a route for me. Um, basically, the run. Um, my McDonald's is franchised, so the owner owns a handful of restaurants around the Birmingham area, Kidderminster, um, Dudley, which are local areas to myself. Um, so the challenge was to run from store to store, which happens to be considerably considerable distances apart, uh, which ended up covering a lot of ground. I also, at the halfway mark, planned to go to the Ronald McDonald House, which is located in Birmingham City Centre. So I got in touch with them as part of the challenge and said, you know, I'm going to be swinging by for 10 minutes, take a photo with you all, and then I'm going to be on my way kind of thing. Um, And then uh, by the time I'd done a full loop and got back to my own store, which I work at, I had 20 kilometres left. So um, I knew like a 10k track, which I've run a couple of times local to me. And then I spoke to the local athletics club, uh, spoke to the chairman there and said, you know, on this date, um, I'm going to be finishing a 100 kilometre run do you mind if I kind of borrow the track for a couple of hours so I can just run the track there and some people can come down and watch me finish the watch me finish the run really which on the day was uh, must have been quite boring for them because when you're just running around 400 metres of track for an hour and a half, two hours it's not the most thrilling but at the end of the run I needed it so
0: Yeah, definitely I'd say it was
1: really nice having people waiting for you at the end as well like
0: just that yeah, you know, I, mean, I like, know your, your kids were there I see as well
1: Yeah, so that was probably the most, I mean, my mum and dad came and my children, so it's quite emotional to see my kids when you're at that level of burnt out and that level of tired after being on your feet for like 14 hours non-stop walk like walking or running or you know eating on the go you just you're just in a really dark place so to see your kids when you're at that kind of low point is just like overwhelming I kind of held it together until the end I think I was quite brave but uh you know I know my mom and she no one told me until after but I know my mom was in floods of tears when she got there because yeah. she was really worried about my well welfare which she had every right to do so yeah. but because I, yeah.
0: I know like. I know it's like really, really, it's tough to do like a marathon and such on like the body and everything, but to do a hundred kilometers is another ball game altogether, like physically and mentally and emotionally and everything. Um, yeah, so, so like, how, how did you, how did you find it? Like if you can talk through kind of the, the run, like I'm, I'm assuming the first five, 10, 15 was probably fairly okay. Yeah, so, so
1: prior, prior to the run, um, I'd obviously done a lot of research myself. I mean, I'd even spoken to yourself prior and you had got in touch with a couple of people about training and what kind of distances I need to run. And we'd spoke about food and putting on weight for the run and stuff like that. I mean, that was a couple of months ago, but, you know, that all stuck from then. Like I was constantly eating and running and trying to build that carb store. Um, So day of the run, um, I was solid. Like I felt good till I would say, 50k 60k I felt like unstoppable almost like the adrenaline was going um you know as with the research that I'd done I was taking salt tablets um and I had to take two of them an hour to stop my body from kind of depleting with the amount of sweat that was coming out of me um so I just make sure my electrolytes were high salt you know I kept my salt intake and my water water intake kind of balanced and not overdo it or underdo it um Obviously, not taking in any salt can have severe consequences when you're doing that kind of distance. Um, so, yeah, first, you know, first, first 20K, I got to my second checkpoint and I was an hour ahead of schedule and I thought, I need to slow down. Like, I'm, I'm on fire. Um, and where I'd planned to run kind of um, eight-kilometer splits or eight-kilometer, um, you know, whatever, you know what I mean, pacing, um, I'd actually been running, like, sub-sixes. And like sub sevens so I was way 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 too fast um a lot of that was due to the fact that the first 20k was downhill and the well the first quarter of it was pretty much downhill which then led to a problem of the next 25 being all uphill um so a lot of that was just tactical really kind of running five walking five running 10 walking five and I kind of just paced it like that just to keep my body fresh um uh, by the time I got to kind of 42k 50k um I had niggles I had some tightness in my groin uh hamstrings are quite tight at that point I've just ran a marathon so it was you know a given that I was going to be kind of t- kind of sore but uh stretched out kind of had a second wind and just went for it um so by the time we got to like 65 70k I was having to stop a little bit more a little bit more walking taking in a lot more fluid um and, but I was eating less because I was feeling that sickness and that nausea that came with being on my feet and being tired and my stomach constantly turning. Um, when you're running, obviously, it's not, it's not just your legs that go, it's your, your arms, your, your abs, your shoulders. Um, so I was starting to feel quite achy at that point. Um, and then it got to 80K, and you could have called me as dead as a dog at that point. Um, I was pretty much down and out uh i was in a lot of pain um, at 70 at 70 kilometers the weather picked up it was meant to be quite gloomy all day which i was grateful for because i think if it would been earlier i would have struggled to finish um but around about four o'clock the sun just came out and that really even though it was like not even that warm Yeah, so um, yeah, at 80 k you could have pretty much called me dead as a dog. Um, I was really struggling. I wouldn't say I was hallucinating, but like I wasn't really seeing straight. Um, I wasn't really walking straight. Um, you know, I was re- I had having really bad problems with my feet. Um, not so much blisters. I didn't pick up a single blister um, the whole time, which I was really surprised about. Um, but I could feel the bruising start to come on the bottom of my feet. I didn't look because I didn't want it to be in my mind. So I just, you know, kind of laced up and carried on, um, did a 10 K and then eventually got to the track where, you know, um, couple of my friends, family, couple of people I work with were there as well. Um, which was, you know, obviously, obviously uplifting to see a large, you know, a larger group of people cheering you on, um, so yeah when i got to the track and i i, I knew i had 10 10 to 11 cars I think it was left in there it was more of a like i had to go into a really dark place that like i've never i've never been in before um i kind of was thinking you know if i don't finish if i don't finish this lap or i don't finish this run like i'm never going to see my kids again like i was trying to trick my mind into believing that if I didn't do this, something bad was going to happen to me. And that could have literally been my body giving up, but I didn't want to think like that. So I was trying to put an external perspective on it and trying to just trick myself into thinking, you know, some, you were going to lose something if you don't finish this. And I just I just kept on thinking about that the whole time. Even though I could see my kids running around the track behind me at some points, so I was trying my best to ignore them. Um, but, yeah, so I eventually crossed the finish line at and two kilometres, I did some extra somehow, my maths are off, which I was fuming about after because I could have given up on the yeah. dot, but um, yeah, so all in all, 15 hours, 23 minutes I think it was, um, elapsed time and 102 kilometres, um, and I dropped to my knees, um, put my head in my hands, kids came over and gave me a cuddle, kind of welled up a bit, Um Gave my mum a hug, spoke to everyone that was there, and then just took a moment for myself. Um, and then, as soon as I lay down, and the adrenaline in my body stopped, and you know my body had kind of given up at that point, I went into shock, and I was just shaking for a good six hours, I reckon. Fuck. So yeah, yeah. So it was a uh, yeah, it was brutal. It was, yeah, brutal. it was
0: I was expecting like the bruises and the the pain. And blisters. I don't know how you didn't get any blister, um, but like I, I think that change
1: my socks a couple of
0: times. <laughs> I think uh, I think most ultramarathons you have like, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I read before that you have like 24 hours to kind of complete them, because they uh, they can take a long time. Maybe that's way overestimating it. But, um, but and I, I thought as well that most people would have like teams with them and stuff like that like as in to help you kind of, you know, fuel yourself along the way and keep you going? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So part of it that I've kind of missed out, uh, which obviously we can pick up on now is um, firstly, there's lots of different ultra marathons. You just have like road races, you have trail races, and then you have the mountain races. A lot of the higher end, higher, you know, higher tier ultra marathons um, you pay big money for, you know, 1200 pound euros to enter that's because of the amount of fuel stations and you know your entry fee and stuff like but they give you proper food um you know and they they know what they're doing they have proper first aid teams on hand and xyz that's all paid for with yeah, your yeah. Entry um however on mine um i had a really good friend adam um who cycled the whole way with me so he carried a bag uh and it, every time we and then I had another friend Mike who drove to each location with all my stuff in the back so Adam would fill up every every point and then I would take off Adam and then Mike my other friend who was driving he would fill up Adam's bag and so on and so forth um but it was um yeah it, it was a, a long long day of uh, sports in science gels Lucas aid sport and litres upon litres of water and salt tablets yeah. Yeah, I can well. Imagine. Um yeah, I mean, I was trying to eat like oat cakes with avocado and salmon on, but at that point, when you're 60 kilometers, 70 kilometers in, you have got no appetite, you've got nothing in you that wants to eat or drink. I was forgetting to drink, like Adam was literally having to force, force, force me food and drink because I was just forgetting. I was just in my own world, just one foot in front of the other at that point. Um but yeah, so I did I did have some, I did have a team with me, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think I would have been able to do what I did without that. I know, I know I wouldn't have because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been prepared enough to take that stuff with me or been fit enough to carry that stuff with me that I think I would have either drank too much or ate too much early. You know, I wouldn't have rationed. I wouldn't have paced as well um, towards the end of, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I did have the two guys that really helped me were Mike and Adam. And Adam in himself um, – he a, was a big inspiration to me. Uh, we'll touch on this real quick. Um, Adam was like 18, 19 stone and decided that he um, had had enough of his lifestyle. Um, went online, signed up for an Ironman, and 12 months later, he did it. Fuck.
0: That's insane. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, just lost, lost literally half his body weight. Not maybe not half, but I think he went down to about 13 stone. Um, and, uh, yeah, did an Ironman. I know he, he's active every day. So, yeah, just quickly, big shout-out to Adam, if He ever watches this. He's a uh, big instrument, because he, he, what he did, I think, was better than what I did. So.
0: Yeah, well, it's not a competition, anyway. It's still something that most people won't ever do, and that's the point, like, you know. No, that's nah, what makes I don't it think it's so... a competition, though. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, that's what makes it so... Um, just... Oh, my words are failing me. I'm quite low carbs these days. It just it just makes it so fucking I guess such an achievement, like such a sense of accomplishment, because like the majority of people won't ever say oh, I've ran or you know, ran and walked hundred kilometers in a row in one day. Like it's it's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah. I think that and I think that, that the the reality of it still hasn't really set in anyway. I think that you know, I, I said I went for some lunch today with mine. Um, just to have a catch-up with him. I haven't seen him since the run. And I said, like, it was weird that, you know, I was, you know, yesterday I was running 100 kilometres or, like, the other yeah, I'm going to Aldis. <laughs> I'm walking around. By, so by I, I I lost,
0: can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I just lost the last, like, minute of that. For some reason, your mic
1: Do- just cut out. Yeah, fine. Can you Hear me now. I don't know where you got to. Uh, no, your signals on lead.
0: Oh, shit! I can hear this, you now. Yeah, this is the problem. I'm, I'm using a hotspot because I have no Wi Fi. Um, okay, uh,
1: where did you get up to? Uh,
0: it was something about Mike.
1: Yeah, are you are you recording now?
0: It's recording now, yeah, but it could. Yeah, I yeah, stopped shit. it because I literally couldn't hear you. I don't know, it's oh, okay. definitely my internet though. But go on, I
1: um, so. As I was saying, like you know, not many people will like you said. Not many people will run 100k. Maybe even some people wouldn't run, you know, 50k, 60k. You know, it's a long distance as well. But I said to Mike today, I met him for lunch because I hadn't seen him since the run, and I said it was kind of surreal to me that on Saturday I was doing something that not a lot of people are do, run 100k, and then come Monday I'm in Aldi buying grapes next to someone who doesn't know what I've just done, kind of thing. Not that I deserve a medal or a deserve any kind of gratitude for it I don't want that you know I did it for myself and I did it for the charity but it is still a surreal feeling that you know you can look at someone and not know what they're capable of and a lot of that you know I I mean I posted on Instagram today which you saw you know like taken away from the run you know I think you can learn when you're in that kind of place where it's kind of you know fight or flight you, you find out who you really are then yeah
0: Definitely. That's something I wanted to talk more about as well, because it's like it's almost like a sixth gear, like once you kind of get to that level. But I I know I haven't like most people think even, let's say, within the gym, that when they're pushing themselves, like, oh, I'm pushing myself as hard as I can. But they have no real idea of what it actually looks like to push yourself as hard as you can, which just means that so many people, including myself, have a whole lot more potential that they don't even realize they have until you put yourself into a situation like you were in where everything but, your yeah. body's aching your mind is fucking aching everything's telling you to like stop and you have yeah. to like push through that and then push through that again for fucking another hour another two hours maybe even three like you know yeah it's it's all just mind
1: like it is I, I absolutely understand. yeah nothing but mental mental like it's just it's just you just gotta be a psychopath in them in them yeah. in their moments you've just gotta think like you know like I said, um, I just put myself in a really dark place, not on, and on purpose because I knew that I wasn't going to do this off free will because I didn't want to carry on because I okay. knew that my body, I knew what kind of pain I was in and I knew the kind of pain I was going to be in afterwards. I could feel it already before I'd even stopped. Um, but I just knew that, you know, I mean, I hadn't run further than fifty k before I did hundred k. So I at, at my maximum I thought 50k was my max so to double that just shows that like when you go up here you unlock yeah. something that you that you didn't know you had yeah and that's you know like you said a lot a lot of people know that they've got that until they're put in that situation where it's fight or flight and you can put that into any any kind of sport or or any, you can put that to anything in life. You So you've got something that you can activate and, uh, and Saturday I activated it because I had no choice but to. It's
0: a, it's a superpower almost. I think every, everybody uh, has, has a superpower in a way. Not that you're special or anything, but it's more like no. everybody's no. capable of doing that. It's just to actually go about doing it and to put in the work and to actually get there. That's another thing. Like yeah. I, I was chuffed with myself doing fucking an AK race when was it like a year and a half two years ago because I, I don't yeah. do like I, i've i've only done 5k's and then to do an ak i was fucked after red and you know in bits yeah. but after doing that i was like okay i can do eight now where's the limit like what what more can i do and i know i will do like a longer one at some point we'll see about 100 but <clears throat> marathon anyway is on the cards yeah um,
1: and I, I i think that's just about um i think it's just about goal setting i think yeah. that like you know I'm not really a materialistic person but I'd like to think that you know for for me personally it was more about you know firstly the charity because I wanted to do something amazing Um, secondly it was for me I wanted to know how far I could go and thirdly and probably most important to me was to show that to my kids and to you know to let them see that it's not about what you've got it's not about what you own it's none of that it's all about what can you do to push yourself and be a better person and what what can you push your body to do so yeah
0: yeah and that that's kind of it's it's like your reason why behind it and Uh, yeah 100% that that can keep anyone going I know like even yesterday one of my clients has asked me about motivation like what motivates you and it's always going to be the reason why you started but also if you can try to think of other people because because a lot of us do things for other people's sakes so especially if you have kids can you still hear me
1: yeah
0: okay cool you are just yeah. your picture frozen especially if uh,
1: you... just about you breaking up a bit I've got you
0: cool so especially if you have kids I can imagine like do you you want to do something and to so that you can show them show them what's possible and also when it comes to say your health yeah and you take care of care of yourself so that you're able to like be the best parent to them and that and that's it's a really strong yeah. why that will help you get through anything um yeah if you, definitely have, if, if you don't have kids just try to find your reason why like I don't have kids but my reason I guess is just to show to myself and to everyone else I'm able to achieve a lot you know and, and yeah that, that definitely that carries over I think and it inspires other people as well I've no doubt like me looking at you doing it I'm like fucking inspired after and I'm sure someone else is and
1: yeah, I've had a couple of people message me saying, you know, like, I can't I can't believe it. I didn't, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible from you. And, you know, that kind of fed me before the run and it fed me during the run. And, you know, I'm not smug about it, but I'm glad that I, I proved them wrong at the same time. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, I'm glad I proved myself wrong because, you know, I didn't. I mean, from the second I moved, started moving at five o'clock in the morning, I had no doubt. In myself that I was going to finish that run because I wouldn't have let myself yeah. because I knew that you know I, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds and I said it to my friend yesterday I said you know, like I got up at, I got up at quarter to four had my breakfast went upstairs brushed my teeth and I literally looked in the mirror and was like you're a fucking psychopath let's go <laughs> and I just that was my, that was me then I was ready like yeah. I'm ready to go you're pumped That's yeah all the I, was, I needed to need yeah, to... yeah like, you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah, let's let's do this.
0: And did and that you was it. did you do did you do anything around the kind of mindset side of things before the run, like at all, or was it more like were you mentally preparing yourself for it or imagining um, imagining it? Or
1: yeah, so when I dropped the kind of the Strava and the music during my runs, I would that was when I started to really psych myself up months in preparation. Like I, I would I would visualize the end of the run and I would visualize that mid part of the run and think, you know, this is what, this is the kind of state I want to be in at halfway. Like this is how fresh I want to feel at halfway. I'm not going to let the niggles and the nicks and this and that kind of bother me. And this is the kind of mindset I want to be in. So that kind of mental preparation in that sense was months before, because I knew I needed to be in that headspace. But in terms of like psyching myself up for the day, had an early night, spoke to my kids before I went to sleep and I just woke up. And I was just pink. My, my alarm went off. My eyes were open. My shoes are at the side of my bed. Put my feet in them. Looked, like I said, went downstairs, had my breakfast, looked at the mirror, and was like, This is your day. You're a fucking psychopath. Let's go. Savage. So, yeah. That's
0: pretty fucking exactly. cool. What, um, yeah. What's like, what, once you finish it, I'm sure, like, yeah, it was definitely you're in shock for hours, like you said, and stuff like that. But I'm sure, even like the next day, or even like, today or yesterday or whatever like a day or two after once things have the dose is kind of settled you're probably thinking okay what's next now or are you kind of pretty happy with that because I find that's what a lot of people seem to do it's like even myself I've done a bodybuilding show and I'm like okay that was a great accomplishment not everyone will say they'll do that but as soon as I was done like a couple of days later I was like, okay what's next and I started planning Kilimanjaro which fell through and a number of other uh, well
1: you you let me know if you want to go and do that because I'll sign me up there I you go. In. We're
0: doing it. <laughs> it's it's been done. Yeah, I signed up with two other guys, and they just couldn't financially do it at the time. One was getting married, and the other one was starting a brand new business. And it's just, I didn't want to do it Will by myself.
1: Me. I'll get an OnlyFans to go and do Kilimanjaro. <laughs> and do it together.
0: There you go. <laughs> Solid.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Wait, I mean, Sunday I was in a really bad way. Um, feet are black. Ankles black. Monday was pretty much the same. Uh, I couldn't get upstairs, really struggling to walk. Um, Monday was more of my core, like my shoulders and my arms, uh, kind of like that staggered effect after, you know, like um, my feet feet are a lot better now. There's no swelling. Um, I had loads of fluid in my ankles and stuff, which was making it really difficult to get around. Um, But now I've started to kind of calm down and I've started like it's setting a little bit and I'm kind of, I forget the pain. Um, I texted uh, text my friend and said a hundred miles next year. Fuck. Which is one hundred sixty-two kilometers.
0: That's insane. Yeah, miles doesn't make sense to me, but one hundred sixty-two kilometers—that's that's bizarre. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I did. So at sixty, I did sixty-two miles on Saturday. Hundred kilometers. So hundred miles would be one hundred sixty-two kilometers.
0: Yeah. And do you want to do that in? like in around the same area uh, else or like a proper course set up?
1: Uh, to be fair, I think, Oh, I mean, half, it was half joking, half kind of being serious. Um, I would maybe look at, maybe look at training and doing a, maybe a less, less of a distance, but maybe doing it competitively yeah. kind like a trial course or trying to just get a, like a, a target time for it and train for it that way. Um, so maybe, I mean, um, I, love mountain, I love mountain climbing, I love hiking, um, I love all that trail stuff, like I said, I've done a lot of it, um, so I'd like to go back to doing that because running has been my main focus for 12 months, but um, yeah, I'll definitely do something again, I mean, I swore blind when I come off that track on Saturday, I'd never ever run again, Yeah. Um, and I, I've told everyone that if I ever suggested doing something like this again to slap me, and then within forty-eight hours, I'm trying to look online at the nearest ultra marathons in the in the country, and um, just yeah, I guess like it's a um, it's a thrill, isn't it? It's a pump. You get it from parachute, like jumping out of a plane. You get it from you can get it from anything, can't you? You get it from bodybuilding. You know, you get that pump, and you want it again. You want it again. You want that adrenaline yeah. rush. So, I would uh, yeah, I'd definitely go back, but maybe not to that extent because I, I think my I think my mom actually might have a breakdown if I did that again.
0: And also it's very, very physically taxing and, and mentally taxing. like, it's, it's not, it's not something healthy to do whatsoever, but it's still possible. It's humanly possible, which is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, without the physical pain, I had it in me to go further. I wasn't gassed. I wasn't, I was tired because of the physical pain and like time on my feet. But I think that with more um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like precise training in certain areas, mostly to do with time on feet and more distance control and pacing control. Like I wasn't, I wasn't gassed, I didn't, my lungs didn't hurt, my heart didn't hurt, like I'm fit enough to go. I was fit enough to go. It was literally a case of my legs, my muscles wouldn't go further. So in the future, if I was to do it again. I did I did some varied core work beforehand, a lot of burpees, press ups, sit ups, um, but I didn't really target anything in particular. I was just trying to stay fit and healthier. Um, so if I was to do it again, I would probably look at getting you know someone involved to help me train it specifically for that. Um, I know that a lot of ultra um, a lot of ultra runners do a lot of cross-fit training because of the core work, and that helps them um so I'd probably look at like doing something like that if I was to ever do something like that again um but yeah it is taxing on your body and I'm still you know like a couple of days later now I'm still feeling very sore but it's manageable now
0: yeah and there's no like long lasting effects you don't think you haven't like injured yourself or damaged yourself
1: not not that I know too like my, my ankles like I said are starting to feel better my body feels fine I'm eating fine I didn't have an appetite for a couple of days um, that was due to the nausea of the shock and stuff, I think, but um, kind of force-fed and carried on. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm fine. I'm really look at them quite quite fit, in, in good condition, and the biggest to get around so.
0: Sorry, let's just cut out again you hear me Anna? I can hear you now again <laughs> it's shocking
1: hi yeah yeah um so yeah it's um what was we saying um yeah it's taxing on you by day, but um I would I would just train more specifically next time and just focus on yeah. core because I've got the fitness to do it I know I'm generally quite fit anyway so um yeah, I would just train in mistakes from that run were didn't train long, didn't train longer distances, and I probably should have built some more core strength um beforehand, more strength in my you know, my quads, my stomach, um, my back. It all helps. I could being heavier isn't helpful, but when you're you know, core strength, it does help. So
0: yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. would have helped. But at the same time, you don't want to be in the gym five, six days. Like if you're trying to run far then the only thing that's going to help you run far is I haven't got the time running, to running more often anyway
1: <laughs> yeah like you know if, if you're trying to
0: train for a run then a run is going to help but also the mental part of it was seemed like the hardest part like once you got to kind of 50 so the halfway point it was all kind of a mental yeah. game anyway so it didn't matter yeah. if you did or not after that no
1: nah, and I knew and I knew it would be as well I knew that it was a mental game after that and I tried I tried just not to think about it and I just tried to Make sure that I was all I was looking at was fifty meters in front of me, getting to that point, and fifty meters in front of me, and getting to that point, and that was me for like seven and a half hours, just one foot in front of the other. Savage,
0: cool. We'll uh, we'll wrap things up anyway, but just at the at the end yeah. of the podcast, I usually just ask a question. So, what is what is happiness to you? Um,
1: happiness to me, I think there's only one answer for me, and that. Don't tell me. Put out. Ensure that my kids see me happiness always. Um, as long as they're happy and healthy, I would nothing else is important to me. <laughs> did you get any of
0: that? I I think it did. See the audio, probably the recording, probably picked it up clearly. But if you can just say it one more time, just in case, because it was like slightly breaky, offy for me. Um, yeah, and it's my internet.
1: Yeah. Um. I just said like there's, there's it's an easy answer for me. Like you know that my only happiness is my children. Um. As long as they're happy, I'm happy, and as long as I can be a good role model to them, and um, you know, make sure that they've got someone to look up to, someone who's got drive and a passion, and you know, I'm happy that's important that's what makes
0: me happy cool savage yeah it could again it's fine anyway we're at the end of the podcast so I'm gonna hit stop recording but cheers for for uh, coming on and I guess if anybody does want to ask yeah. anything where's the best place to get at you someone might be interested in hearing more about it never know or maybe someone wants to donate um, to I
1: know you can reached, just give right? them my in, if, if anyone asks just use my instagram handle yeah. okay. all right you've got that you can get that anyway um hopefully it's not too bad i mean if if the